This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And now for something completely different. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Strap yourself in. Because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. Twitter and Instagram. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans. Right, Chris. Hello, good evening, everybody. How the devil are we? Welcome along if you are watching us live on um YouTube, Lester Till I Die TV, or even on Twitch, which is exactly the same, Lester Till I Die TV. And if you are listening to us on your favourite podcast platform, whether that be Apple, Spotify, Google, Podcast Addict, whatever, welcome along and thank you for lending me your ears. This is Question Time. Uh, It's the debate show. And normally, as you know, 
we usually sort of go through a few questions. However, you know, it goes in the, in the chat is the direction that we take it in. Tonight, it's going to be a little bit different because I think we're going to stick on the one topic, um, which I'm sure I'm sure everybody can guess what it is. Uh, hi, Henry is in. Good evening, Henry. How are you? Uh, I don't think we'll have many Man United fans in. But like they say, every cloud. Um, look, I have never, ever, ever wanted to walk away from doing a watch along before. Um, you know, I've never actually, no matter how bad it's got, even in that forest one when it was 4 0, I've never actually thought, I've had enough of this. I just want to walk away. I was so close to that happening yesterday. And. Let, let me just say this, and we'll probably get one or two United fans coming in later moaning because they won't bother to tune in from the start. But it's not Manchester United that I am having a go at. Yes, there is a bias. I still believe there is a bias, or not necessarily a bias, but referees are influenced by the the, the big so-called big six and the fan base, etc., etc. So I do believe that exists. The the, the you know the, the fact that they are influenced, but. I'm not having a go at Manchester United, the players, Manchester United, the team, whether they deserve to win. Probably they did overall. We had a good first 20-odd minutes and then, you know, we didn't get many better. So, overall, they probably deserved it. And I'm not saying that this guy, uh, well, I can't even remember his damn name, went in on purpose trying to hurt Balfour because I don't think, unless you're Roy Keane, I don't think any player actually does go in um with the aim of hurting another professional player. But it happened. But what I'm saying is they did it. They got away with it. You know, I'm saying it was the decisions by not only the ref on the field, who was there staring at it, for God's sake. Uh, I mean, you can't really see it on this picture, but just below where his hand is in the bottom, that hand's just coming up in the bottom. I think it's his hand, unless Anthony's popped in. Um, I, the referee's there looking at it. And all this, well, he might be pulling out, etc. bollocks. He did it. If, if the referee didn't make a decision, surely there was enough there for VAR to say, just go and have a look at the screen, mate. To do it, you know, I'm not sure about this. Have another look at it. He didn't even do that. VAR were probably busy watching porn on one of the other screens, and somebody says, Oh, this has just happened. And he's probably, what, what, what? And it's too late then. Um, so what I am asking, what I am asking today is, is the PGMOL fit for purpose? Because I don't think it is. I think the PGMOL, which looks after the refereeing is out of date it can't work with var one thing needs to change whether it's the referees whether it's the rules whether it's VAR, it's not working get rid of the pgmol get in i don't think a separate body i think the premier league actually need to take it in house because at the end of the day it is their product which the best league in the world we are you know this is why Barcelona, Real Madrid, Juventus and all these other clubs want to do this Super League because they're not getting the views that we are. And Jamie Carragher, and I don't often sort of support him as, as a pundit, but he was having a go at Galan Balaguer, the Spanish pundit. And he said years ago, it was all about Spain. Real Madrid would come across and pinch our best players. 
Um, now that that's happening, you don't suddenly like it because it's working the other way around. So we've got this fantastic league, and yet we're ruining it by inept officials that don't know. Half of them probably haven't even played the game before. You know, do we change the rules? And I think we have to to fit VAR. But then we've still it's being run by monkeys. You're going to get peanut decisions, and get. I mean, I can say. Don't get me wrong, you're never going to get the likes of Gary Neville saying, yes, I want to become a referee or VAR assistant. But there's lots of ex-players in the lower leagues, you know, League One, League Two, the conference, that know the rules, know how to play the game, that would be would love to have that um, contact with football. Julian Watts, the ex-Leicester City defender, you know, we've had him on the show. He said to me he would love to do it. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure... It, Keeps these ex-players involved. And they understand football. They know that if there's something happens in the box, why it happens. You know, they don't look at it like these monkeys that we've got running the game at the moment and say like, oh, well, they should have done that and it should. No, because they understand why things are happening. You're going to have to bear with me while I get through this, guys. And I'm going to say a big thank you to Dave and to Brad who are waiting waiting quietly in the green room for to have their turn at ranting, but they'll all bring them in soon, don't worry. Uh, I mean, look, you can, you can just see his head there. It is sticking out at the top. That is Stuart Atwell's head, I do believe. Just right at the bottom there, next to the bold one or whatever. That looks, that is his head. He can't see it. Bollocks, can you not see it? That could have... I couldn't remember his name. Was it Brunt or somebody, the, the Coventry player? where his leg was literally dangling like the thing at the side, that could have ended his career. Did he even get a talking to? Did he fuck? There is a poll going on in the chat at the moment. Please join in. And it asks the question, what action should have been taken against Stablitzler for this challenge on Valp phase? Nothing. Somebody's voted for nothing. I presume that's a Man United fan. Um... Spoken to by the ref, yellow card or red card? Which way do you think it, it, it should have gone? But I'm going to ask this. For all DC fans, riddle me this. When is a possible career-ending foul not a foul? Now, I would say the answer to that is when you've got monkeys in charge of the game like the PGMOL, to be honest with you. But let's have a look at what a few people were saying. Brendan Rodgers. Now, you know, Brendan's not one to fume. And I love the fact that the headline said Rodgers fumes. And then it went on to say, Rodgers was perplexed by the decision and could not put his finger on why it might not have been given. The whistle had already been blown for a foul on Kieran Jewsby Hall by Vout Feghorst, but that should not have been a factor, the city boss said. It is a sending off, Rodgers said. It is a straight leg onto the knee. How it was not looked at and deemed that is incredible when I see it. I don't know why a red card wasn't shown. We've seen it in the last few weeks, some of the decisions. Someone has said it was maybe after an incident, but I do not buy that one. That's our manager saying it. We need these managers to actually come out and stand up and argue. But Gary Neville, I mean, again, we have to have referees that are neutral they can't support either the two teams that are playing or live in the town that they are where the two teams are from and yet we have 
wankers like this guy on prime time football sports channels commentating on their own team. Ex-Man United player commenting on a Man United foul in a game being played at Old Trafford. Which way do you think he's going to go? Well, when he's finished jerking off, it's a decision that former Man United man Neville, who was on commentary for the game, agrees with. I don't think it was a red, he said, after watching a replay of the challenge. I thought that he just withdrew his foot very quickly on it. He didn't follow through with the force that would have required been required for a red card. No yellow card? No bias? Yeah, there's a load of bias there, Gary. Get your head out of the fucking sand and do your job properly, not the bias towards your own team. But then again, we have got some sensible pundits. Former Newcastle striker Alan Shearer took to social media to give his view on the incident. He wrote on Twitter that Sabitzer was very lucky to escape a red. It's a view that is shared by Suness, who didn't hold back on his thoughts after the game, claiming that the challenge was 100% a red card and hinting that Sabitzer wasn't even challenging for the ball. Now, I'm not sure that this is going to work or not, guys, so bear with me. Um, I think I have got... I'm not sure if I have here, so do bear, bear with, because... Right. I don't think this is going to work, so do bear with me. For several reasons. First start, he's partly to blame because he's on his, he's on his, his heels fast when this ball breaks from if he'd been alive to it. Ooh. But that, so a bit Sarah's turned his side, he's turned side mm. onto him. Well, if you think of this, Dave, if he makes contact with the ball, where's, what's he going to do with the ball? He's just, He's looking for the player. The I'm question sorry. from VAR comes down to momentum and force. Momentum and force, Graham. They say don't, it's not there. Well, I don't care what some referee who's never played the game has to say on that. That is a sending off. That is dangerous play. That's not dangerous play. What is? I mean, it's not often. Not often I say Graham Soonis is talking sense. Yes. I don't care what managers that have never played the game say. 100%, Graham. 100%. Uh, I hope that came over. If Dave and, and Brad can stick the thumbs up if they heard that, then I don't... Oh, yes, they did. So that, that one worked. Thank you, guys. Um, and then I don't know if anybody watched... My, I wasn't going to watch Match of the Day. I've got to be honest with you. I was so fuming that I couldn't. I wasn't going to watch it. Uh, but then I thought, do you know what? Let's just see what they've got to say. Um, Stabitzer's studs connected with the side of the Valtfez knee before quickly put, pulling away. Referee Stuart Atwell did not brandish a car for the incident, having called a foul on Valtfeghorst seconds beforehand. The incident was checked by video assistant referee, but no further action was taken. Let me ask you this, ladies and gentlefolk. Let's say your referee's blown for a foul, and then somebody walks up the field and punches another player because of the foul that was committed. Is that not then actioned? Of course it is. So all this, well, is already blown. It's a load of bollocks. I'm sorry, but it is. Um, let's just have a look at the, uh, what goes on. Match of the day presenter Mark Chapman explained that a lack of excessive force may have been the reason the match official was told uh, was not told to review the incident on the pitch side monitor. He said, our understanding of this, the reason VAR didn't ask the referee to go and look at it 
was because VAR didn't think there was an element of Sabitzer being out of control or it being reckless and excessive force. That's our understanding. That's not what we're saying, but that's the understanding of why he wasn't sent to the screen. Former Liverpool player, though, Stephen Warnock, condemned the challenge in his post-match analysis and felt the referee should have reviewed it. I can sort of understand that explanation, but that is endangering a player's career. It's high, it's reckless, he said. Dion and I were speaking about it, and that's Dion Dublin, of course, and we were saying often what happens when players know that they're in the wrong or not quite happy with the challenge, they go into it with their backs turned, trying to protect themselves. I also think the referee hasn't spotted it on the field, uh, give it to the VAR and they say, go and have a look at it. You're the on-field referee. You know how the game's playing out. Make that decision for yourself. There is nothing to suggest that Atwell would not have seen the incident firsthand. However, the referee was relatively close by and should have had a good vantage point of what happened. Just to take this further, Garth Crooks. Premier League referee Sir Atwell should be relieved of his duties, Garth Crooks, the former Tottenham Man United forward, wrote in his weekly column. Say former Man United, seven games, but there we go. Uh, he allowed Manchester United's Sabitza to remain on the pitch after the worst tackle I've seen in years and without so much as a caution. What made matters worse, Atwell then bought Leicester City's Papamende, having made not one but two perfectly legitimate tackles. Now, you know, these, these, these are pundits that we normally turn around and say, do you know, <laughs> they're, they're talking rubbish, but I don't think they are. Ex-referee here, Dermot Gallagher, believes uh, Sabitzer was very fortunate not to have seen red against Leicester City. Now, in fairness, he's got to be careful what he says being on Sky, because, of course, he doesn't want to upset Sky because they love Man United. So him believing that he was very fortunate to still be on is quite a condemnation uh, from him. Um, somebody said earlier, and I'm sure Brad will bring this up. Well, I know Brad will bring this up because he did question um, different points about it, and there's been a lot of there's been a lot of activity, shall we say, on <laughs> on mine and Brad's Twitter accounts today. Uh, my my followers have gone down. I think I've lost quite a few Manchester United followers, but like I said earlier, everything has a silver lining. Um, this was Ryan Betso, Leicester fan. He's actually a, 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 a level two qualified referee and he runs football teams as well. And he said, having snapped my ACL twice in the same knee, it doesn't really doesn't take a huge amount of force for that to happen. It's a red card all day long, regardless of the force. Sabitzer could have easily snapped face ACL there. I think he could and I think it would have been career ending. Um, I also asked earlier on Twitter for neutrals points of view and sort of what they thought of it. I had a couple of Man United replies. Rich, now, Rich is a great guy. He, he's been on um, our show. He was on our show on Thursday. And me and Brad were on his show on Friday talking about the game. Uh, I've got a lot of great, a lot of time and respect for Rich. And he says, uh, VR usually gets offside correct, but for other incidents, it's still people watching the video and making a decision based on their interpretation of the rules. Maybe the rules need simplifying. Spot on, Rich. Does anyone actually think there is bias? For me, it's inconsistency. 100% it's inconsistency as well. And like I say, bias or being influenced is another matter. Uh, may, again, great point, Rich. Maybe the ref should take a couple of questions at the end of each match. Yes, they should. P 
players have to, managers have to. Why aren't referees? Because they're fucking wrapped up in cotton wool by the BGMOL who are scared to let them come out and say anything just in case they say something that they shouldn't. Ah, I think that happens all the time. Happens all the time with referees. Oh, no, we can't let a pressure... Sorry, with managers. We are United X. What we should do is actually highlight good refereeing performances and actually provide incentives for, for such. There's actually no incentive to be a better ref compared to the massive wages footballers on. Almost like a ref league. You go up and down it based on your performance and get rewarded financially the higher up you go. Really? So you're getting rewarded for doing your job. Uh, and then what do you do? It's like it's like they say with the police, don't they? They're, they're incentivised or, or traffic wardens for the number of tickets they give out. Does that make them better traffic wardens? Don't think so. Miking up isn't suddenly going to make the quality of refs better. I would possibly argue with that, and I want to take that point up with Brad when he comes in because he's a big cricket follower. And I, I'm not a huge cricket follower, I'm not going to lie, but I do actually, the few matches I've seen, I've heard the discussions, and I think it's a good thing. Um, this was John Sinclair, again, a good friend of the channel. Uh, it's, if that's not the red card and if VAR wasn't involved, then I don't know what it is anymore. Just scrap the whole thing altogether. There's absolutely no consistency whatsoever. Ant, big Leicester fan, obviously, he's got his own channel, Ant, uh, Ant Leicester Fan TV. Uh, we will get the usual apology from the FA for the same shite next week. And he sums it up perfectly, and I've had to star it out, but he goes, Mike, the... Seize up. Uh, <laughs> concise and to the point as always, Ant. <laughs> I can't argue with you on that. Um, this was the Toon Review. Uh, this is where Brad might sort of fall off his chair. Someone please explain how this isn't a red card. How is this any different to Bruno's in the semi-final? In fact, it's bloody worse. Oh, that's right. It's Man United. Hashtag NUFC. So not just me saying maybe there's a bias. Newcastle are as well. Or will they come into that in a few years' time when they get bigger? Kings football. Yes, um, big Arsenal fan. I think it was clear. I think it was a clear red. You can't tackle that high with your studs. We don't want to see them in football. Personally, I think the issue with the Premier League's rest is that they're from the old guard. Everything they learned was learned before technology came into football. Uh, remember, they were against VAR when it was forced upon them. It's almost as if we see VAR as the enemy and maybe why they don't use it as they should. I believe we need a long, younger group of referees uh, who understand football today. That is quite, quite true. Um, talking of referees, uh, provisionally, provisionally, so guys, please do keep an eye out on the channel, on my tweet, on my Facebook for an update on this. But wouldn't it be good if we could get an ex-chairman of the PGMOL on a show. Well, guess what? Don't say I'm not good to you. Keith Hackett, former FIFA registered referee. He officiated at the top level, including the 81 FA Cup final and replay between Spurs and Manchester City. He's also done the European Championship and Olympics and was the referee for the inaugural couple of seasons of the Premier League. Upon retirement, Keith went on to be a referee's assessor before, on the 1st of March 2004, he was appointed general manager of the Professional Game Match Officials Board, replacing Philip Don. We will be having him on, hopefully. He's agreed to come on. We've just got to 
check the times. He said he can do it tomorrow. So hopefully 9 p.m. tomorrow we will be talking to him and we will be there's nobody better to ask than him because he's done the job on the pitch, he's assessed other referees, he's been head of the PGMOL. I am looking forward to that so much. That's nine o'clock tomorrow. Put a date in your diaries and don't forget to, to come and watch us. Um, we're going to get the guys in in a minute. They um, in a minute, I think uh, David just nipped off to the loo. So I've kept him that long, and I think he can cross his legs anymore. Just go through some uh, some comments. I just want to say thank you to LCFC Gray Forever, uh, who who became a member recently. Became a member last night. Uh, I know these are tough times and everybody's having money problems. So uh, what I've done, I've actually taken all three of the, um, the we used to have the bronze, silver and gold Fox memberships. It's now just the one. So they've all come down to the lowest price, the bronze membership, $1.99 a month. It supports the channel. It's a lot of money that goes into producing these sort of things. So uh, if you want to join, there's a join button on YouTube. Just click that. And I say it's one ninety nine a month. Um, probably what I'm about. <laughs> probably what I'm about worth, to be honest with you. Um, Leon looks more like a kung fu movie. <laughs> Everybody was kung fu. Do you remember that? Um, hi, Henry uh, says. Oh dear, David thought so with your family. Oh, I should have read this one first. Uh, Uncle Arthur died aged five. Sudden loss, David. Thoughts with you, like Henry says. Thoughts are with you and your your family there. Uh, rest in peace uh, to, to, to your uncle. Um, Leicester should have taken the lead in 20 minutes. Yes, they should. Um, a lifelong Luton fan. Bless him. Bless him. Uh, Atwell has always been a poor referee. Uh, that's awful challenge for me. Remember when Andy Carroll could Ericsson, that could have been easily a career ender. Um, and Nate, good evening, Nate. I have to say the quality of the guests you have been bringing us lately has been top notch. Thank you so very much, Nate. That means a lot to me. Uh, and always, <laughs> yes. Well, the ones I've written, I mean, there's always exceptions to the rule, isn't there? And we've got two exceptions to the rule tonight. We'll bring them in, Brad and Dave. Good evening, gentlemen. How the devil are you? Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to the show, mate. Um, I'm very well, mate. How, how are you? <laughs> calming down, calming down, slowly, calming down, calming down like Vesuvius after an eruption. Uh, Dave, you nipped to the toilet. Are you better? No, I did not. No, I was just warming up. <laughs> how doing are you? A few, a few stretches. I feel dreadful about it. I, I was very bad company yesterday afternoon. I had to go for a walk. With the wife, and we didn't really talk for the first twenty minutes. So um, it got better as it went on. Yeah, I must admit the last time I felt like you say not talking, I'd, I'd driven yeah. down to Leicester because uh, I was living in Blackpool, Blackburn, Burnley area at the time, and I'd gone down to watch Leicester versus Swindon in the playoff final. Oh Jesus! Yes, um, and I, I was sat there watching it all. And as, you, as anybody that knows that game, I went through every single emotion that was going. Yeah. And I, that was like a three-hour journey back in the car. My wife, then girlfriend, drove. 
and I didn't speak to her for three hours. She said it's the best three hours of her life. But I just I just was so gutted. I seem to get stuck with a load of Swindon supporters on the way out as well. And trouble is, there were kids, so you couldn't really <laughs> abuse them. I mean, it's, it's oh, but you I'm, wanted to. No, no, just when you say abuse, you do mean shout at. Well, plus I had my mother with me, so it probably wouldn't have gone well. No, um, no. But that was a bad refereeing decision as well. Well, we seem Never to get them, penalty, don't we? Was it? We do seem to get them all. It's been interesting I've listening never... to your comments. I haven't been on Twitter today because we're granddaughter sitting, but uh, yeah, it, it just, I think the majority of people in the country have actually got a brain. Reckon it was sending off. Um, yeah. I can't see any apart from Gary Neville, of course. But then you know, <laughs> <laughs> Gary um, Neville and a few Man United fans. But I think there was so much more in that game that was bad about the referees. I, I, I enclosed them all in that the lines idiots because they don't do much. I know, but the VAR. It was Paul Tierney, wasn't he? I mean, he's a shit yeah. ref anyway. What are they doing with these people as VAR people? They're... I mean, just looking at it, we do have that poll. Uh, what action should have been taken against Marcel Sapsitzer for his challenge on Valt phase? Th- 25% say yellow card. 38% really? are saying nothing should have happened at all. And 38% <laughs> are saying a red card. Well, that's complete bollocks. 100% red. 100% yeah. red. Yeah. There's no doubt. No, in anybody's book, there is no doubt about that. Yeah, they're, they're Man United fans, as you say. <laughs> Probably the, the odd Forest fan in there. Yeah. <laughs> Good evening, Luke. I mean, Brad. There's, there's. Yeah, I can understand Man United. I mean, I'm going to say, look, let me just say this, and I said this, if you remember, Brad, on the post match. I am not moaning about Man United as a club. That club, those players turn up, they do the games. You. You can argue that, you know, whether they control the referees. They obviously don't. But there is that, whether it's bias or they're influenced by the fact that, you know, it's Man United at Old Trafford is another matter. Um, But you can't, you can't, I'm not blaming the player. I mean, yes, it was a bad challenge, but it could have, I suppose it could have been worse. But I'm blaming the officials. No disrespect to Man United. They won the game fair and square. You could, well, that's questionable. But you know what I mean? Yeah, in terms of the decisions given, that's that's what counts at the end of the day. If he gets away with it like he did, then he, 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 what? that's not his problem. You know, that's not his problem. Rashford's questionable offside for their second goal. It's not his problem. You know, it's definitely... this is, And this is what annoys me when people instantly come to a show like this, just that they, they don't even listen. They go straight into autopilot, they dive into the comments, they go, you're just salty, you're just crying more, you're just this. Listen to what we're saying, you'll actually understand that we're praising you for your victory and saying, well done, you deserved mm-hmm. it, but the officiating's crap. You're not paying attention. So then people are coming in and commenting out without even listening, you know, I'm not interested. I'm not bothered about people like that because we're not talking about Manchester United and whether we deserve anything from the game or not. We're here we're, tonight. We're debating the poor officiating, and I'm that I'm that appalled with the officiating. I just want to give a quick round of applause to Arsenal on the three points next week um, because the fourth official for the game is Atwell, apparently. Oh God, no. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So you know that's only going to go one or two ways. Actually, I should also applaud Leicester on their on their dodgy penalty that we're going to get in the game because you know it's going to go one or two ways. I'm going to balance it out with 50-50 and put it in Leicester's favour magically. And everybody's going to say it's balanced out, or he's going to have another mare and we're going to get absolutely stuffed. If we score, and, uh, if we score, if we score, I'm not even going to jump up. 
because no, VAR put it no. out with him, wouldn't it? And and it's yeah. you know it sounds pathetic and childish, I know, but it's true. I mean, uh, any Atwell's got a history of being crap. He's been put down the leagues. I noticed um, was it Rich um, or somebody anyway was saying about there's no league table for referees. Well, there is. Yeah. And if they're really bad, they get demoted to the championship. Now, there's no way that he's going to get demoted to the championship at well. But he, he should be banned for six matches or something. because he, and, and sent training again. If you drive past the speed limit, you have to go on a driving course. He's screwed up as a referee and he won't, you know, he needs help. Yeah. Just saying, Luke there, Nottingham Forest fan, uh, just popped in, but he does say disgrace. Uh, still baffles me that wasn't a red card. And that's coming from a Forest fan, in fairness. Can I just say, don't know how you managed it. I really, really don't, but well done on your uh, your point at Man City. Yeah, top um, result that was for them. It was. Great result for you. I think Man City could have still be trying to score now if they were playing. Mind you, Chris, um, you see, that was my argument when we lost 1-0 to them at home. <laughs> we could have we could have taken them that day, and we didn't even go for it till eighty minutes. Yeah, Vishal said, "Hi guys, it was an awful challenge." Um, and and I'm a Man United fan. Yeah, I mean the the majority of Man United fans see what it is. Do you know what I mean? I mean I've had to sort of block a couple today because of the the comments, uh, but generally speaking, the, the, I mean if you know, if the roles are reversed, of course I wouldn't want my player to be to be booked or sent off. But I would have to accept that on that decision, was it, who was it who got sent off? Perez was against West Ham last year, last season. He actually did stand on his foot and we had to say, yeah, he deserved to go. Um, But, uh, well, Leon, is he saying he's at well as a Man United supporter? No, he's not. Because if he was a Man United supporter, he would not have officiated at that game. I don't know the exact rules. I've just got to say, we've got to. I've just had an email, just name dropping here. Just had an email from Keith Hackett, and he will be coming on the show tomorrow at nine o'clock. So it's a one to one. Myself, Keith Hackett, get your questions in the chat on the night, tomorrow night at nine o'clock. I'm going to have loads of questions to ask him. I'm sure you guys will as well. Nine o'clock tomorrow, XPGMOL uh, general manager, as there were in those days. Um, but yeah, as far as I understand it, they don't, um, you can't support a team. Or sorry, you can't referee a team, Brad. You, you may know this better than me, but you can't referee a team that you support or you live in the in, in that area. Yes, no, no, you you can't. Um, that's that's a law that's been in the game for obvious reasons. It's just pure biasness. It's why Mike Dean would never never referee Tranmere Rovers game, even though it's questionable that his caliber of refereeing is at that division level. Um, <laughs> Do you know I want to I want to raise an interesting point, and you guys and and, and the last fans in chat will know this one very very well for for all the wrong reasons. Does anyone remember the UEFA Cup '97 against Atletico Madrid at home? Yeah, and that particular referee. What happened to him? UEFA claimed down on him like nobody's business. He never got a refereeing job of any caliber again. Mm. He never refed in Europe. He never did it. We're a soft touch. The Premier League is a soft touch. We care too much about upsetting 
um the and it's not the club this, this isn't my they're, they're they're so concerned about upsetting the ownerships of these wealthy companies that they, they feel like if they start playing fair all of a sudden and start being consistent throughout and that's what it is it's rich and a few others made it on the tweet points consistent uh, of consistent yeah. of being inconsistent yes you know that they, they, they'll, they'll suddenly walk up away from football have you yeah. seen some of the toxicities of these owners they ain't walking away from no so yeah. don't worry about it. It can be fair. That, I think that referee, Brad, that you're talking about, yeah. and I do remember that game very well. Gary Parker getting sent off yeah. and taking the free kick yeah. too soon. I because think, they, and I could be was, wrong, but I think it was proved that he actually uh, was taking bribes. Yeah, well, okay, but to the extreme of that point, and again, well, where was our chance to rectify that? I probably guess that came way too late for that to be done, didn't it? But. This is the sort. They were the sort of games that referees were having. Where take the uh, potential allegations <laughs> against that referee aside, we've seen games. I remember one perfectly. I think it was Cardiff against Man City, and the goal was like five yards off, and it never got ruled out. That was, them sort of games and incidents were what VAR was brought in for. Yeah, to benefit the officials, to help them out, to make or for clear and obvious mistakes. The rules so contradictory to their own purpose, it's unbelievable that we're actually still allowing situations like that to be got away with. Like you said, if that game, if that Athletic Madrid game was under VAR ruling, Leicester would have had about three penalties and there's not a chance Gary Parker would have got sent off. Hmm. They'd have had no choice because some other official would have overruled it. And, that we, and we know it's not. We know it's not done on, oh, you get the benefit of the doubt because that would make things simpler. It's done on, no, I think I'm a better referee than you and you've had a howler, you need to send him off. So we couldn't, they couldn't have cheated, but you know what I mean? We haven't gotten away from it. Dave, um, I'll, I'll, I'll get in a question with you and while, while Brad takes a breath. I breathe. <laughs> I'm just, um, just going to tell you, I bet you can't guess where Stuart Atwell comes from. You won't guess. It's yeah. Nuneaton. <laughs> oh, well, he should never ref anyway, should he? I thought we had better referees than that. Uh, Dave, Chris, um, Lee Mason oh, made a howler the previous week. He, he and I don't done. know whether he volunteered to stand down or it was suggested he stand down or whatever, but he stood down from VAR duties. I mean, that's uh, maybe if, if he has taken that decision, uh, maybe we've got to give him credit for having the balls for doing that. No, it, I mean, it wasn't a difficult mistake, was it? I mean, he, he drew, didn't draw a line. I mean, so what's the point? You've got guys who don't even understand the technology doing it, let alone the rules. Once we get on the rules, then that's, you know, God knows what's going on there. They, Dave, have they got too many people looking at the VAR? Will you tell me, I couldn't tell whether that was offside or not when I saw the VAR thing. Looking at it in, you know, quick normal time, no, you know, it was offside, clearly. But the only thing I could see was... Um, Faze's hand was in the way that was mm. stopping it but I thought hands weren't included because you can't score with your hand well so is that, is that I don't know about that, but we well, should also ask about knees and bumps a daisy shouldn't we indeed we should <laughs> but, but do you, you think know, Dave when you look at the VAR you've got um, you've got I'll come back you, you didn't answer the question so I'll ask it you again uh, when you look at you sure you're not a politician uh, when you look at the, you know, in the VAR, how many people are sat around that screen watching it? I mean, we know in the World Cup there was ten officials, six of whom were in the bloody VAR box. I mean, as you, 
if you've, you know, if you're sat there, you've got to make the decision. It doesn't go to a bloody vote. All right, hands up if you think it was offside. Surely you need one person there that can make that decision. You don't need all these extra ones, do they? Well, it doesn't happen at cricket. It's just one guy. Yeah. One cricket! guy makes the decision Sorry. and, and, he, gets it, and he gets it right. Yeah. 99.9% of the time. Yeah. Now, the way what they've complicated is these damn silly lines and where the point is. And they've probably got six or seven people deciding where they should draw the line. So do if you think, Dave, that there are many people. people doing it? Well, if you want an answer to that question, I can just say that our track record over the last 10 years has been immaculate. And be... <laughs> yes, <laughs> There we go. <laughs> well, that answers that question, doesn't it? <laughs> I take it that I say yes, Dave. That's <laughs> oh, a, a yes, yeah. I will come on to cricket later because I do want a, a bit of a longer conversation with you about it, Brad. I don't want to go there. But what I'd want to say is I'm old enough to remember when uh, Hawkeye was first brought into cricket. And I think I may mention this on, on the post-match yesterday. And John McEnroe was going absolutely mad about you know, it not being right, and he saw chalk dust and all this, that, and the other. And we all sat there going, bloody hell, what a plonker. Just get on with it, sort of thing. But over the years, it's kind of got itself right. Now, is VAR, and we'll come on to so we'll come on to the referee and of it, in, you know, obviously as part of the show, but with VAR, is it itself works and rules work but they're not working together do we need to change the rules so that var you know do we need to say it is only the foot that is offline and not somebody's you know if somebody's got a hard on and they're running back towards the goal is that makes the player on side to put it i mean i mean if they're running back with a hard on to, to defend then i'm a bit concerned uh, maybe I think it was just that good a goal. I don't, I don't know, or or I don't, or whatever. But there's a pretty lady sat behind the the, uh, the net. Well, 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 maybe, maybe. But in terms of VAR, it needs it needs to just be simplified. And I know that forget handball and, and the confusion of the nine hundred million rules and offside. It just needs to be simplified, right? And the easiest way to simplify it is with how it's used. Is to use it like they're doing. In the sports that it is now consistently and approved by the fans in, and that is rugby, and that is cricket, and that is tennis. It's had to go through its works. It wasn't accepted at first, and it was by no means perfect. Um, but now it's a lot more accepted as part of the game. It's actually enjoyed a little bit. They get in cricket, they get a little bit of oh, when they're watching the replay, you know, they bring it into the atmosphere. They've accepted what it is, and in that you get simple decisions, right? The umpire doesn't give an LBW, right? And the team appeal it, and he can't see no reason to overturn it, or he goes, oh, well, that's that's close enough. I'm going to stick with the on... I'm not going to change your decision, stick with the on-field decision, not out. So the umpire then goes on screen, and the crowd can see him. His signal's not out, and it's and, and the players get on with it. There's no argument get on with it. That's where they get... That's at now. Let's talk cricket now, then, as you, as you have brought it up. Um, well, yeah. Drew Red says here, VAR isn't the problem, it's people running it. Yes. It's fine, but if you're trying to drive a car with a flat tyre, doesn't matter who's driving it, you've still got a yeah. problem. Yeah. I, can't, I, can't, I don't know is the answer to this question, which is why I'm asking asking you. But in cricket, in rugby, in all of these, was the technology 
and I'm not talking about them being, the people being able to listen to it. I say that's what we'll come on to. But the technology itself, was it changed or were rules changed so that the two of them could come together and work better? They were tweaked. Obviously, yeah. the technology advanced with the times, which it has to, and the rules yeah. were tweaked for clarity. And that's the biggest point. They were tweaked for clarity. And like I said, once some tweaks happened, because funny enough, right, they did this magical thing, right? And I know it sounds like it comes from the world of Hogwarts, but they actually paid attention to the discrepancies fans were having. Mm. They were... They were, they were going, right, what is it you're struggling with with air? Why do you not like our Hawkeye system? Why do you not like our TMS uh, system in rugby? Why do you not like it? Well, we don't like it because it's a bit complicated. You're saying it's okay for this thing, but in another scenario, that's that's out. And they, yeah, okay, we'll clarify it. We'll simplify it. Okay, now what's your problem with it? And this is the next year later. We're not hearing any communications. We're waiting and we're, we're stood in the crowd, freezing to death, holding a, holding a plastic pint, thinking, is he out, is he not? And then all of a sudden we'd see a decision. We're not seeing why that decision's been changed or not given. Okay, we'll put it on the screen. Oh, well, that, why are you mad now? Well, we're not hearing why the decision. Yeah, I'm just trying to make the knock-on point as it's improved. Yeah. yeah. So, I agree, we are not getting... Are we, Dave? We're not getting that discussion between the PGMOL and, well, maybe possibly Premier, but certainly not the clubs. This game, Dave, is producing so much money now. It's so huge. It is the biggest league in the world. And yet it's been ruined by this week in, week out. When we had refs, we said, and I was one, I've got to be honest with you, I said, yeah, get VAR in. Because we used to spend all the time, and all the referee made that decision bad, and he got it wrong. We shouldn't be talking about that now. Should the clubs go to the Premier League and go, we're not happy with this, it's ruining the game. Arteta had the balls to stand up and say, I want me two points back. Rogers, in fairness, has come out, and for him... All right, for Rogers getting annoyed, he's raising an eyebrow. But he's come out and kind of, um, you know, uh, said out, you know, he was unhappy, etc. Is it time for the players to actually stand up now? Oh, sorry, the players, the clubs to stand up and say, we're not having this anymore? I think the clubs won't do it, as Brad said earlier, because it's in the big clubs' favour. Um, you've seen this clubs, isn't it? So you say you've well, got those six, you've then got the 14 others. Yeah, they've tried the suit. They'd league, say it has to be unanimous, unanimous, no, wouldn't they? Just say it has but, to be all 20. Did you hear the comment from the Brighton manager about how Webb wasted two hours of his time on Friday telling him about VAR and you know how it works and everything else? And then he got sent off after the game. Um, I think with cricket, you see, they work with the umpires. That's the difference. With football, they they just take over VAR. So, which is why the it's referee always he runs off to the picture thing when he's called with the TV, doesn't he? You know, he doesn't say nah. It, it was pretty obvious to me. Don't worry about it. He's told he has to go and watch, and and the angles that they show are not always good. You know, so so it's a little bit of the technology, but a lot of the idiots that run it. Um, and until they start working with referees on clear and obvious problems, because that's what it, we were told originally it would be, anything that's clear and obvious, then that will be dealt with. But 
half of these, most of these are not clear and obvious, no. even when you see the VAR lines. I but mean, what, what, what the difference between Barnes and, and uh, Saturdays? Sorry, yeah. Sunday. Should we then be saying, all right, let's get rid of clear and obvious? If you see something that is wrong on VAR, you call it out. And you say, you say in the referee's ear, hang on, that last decision, I'm not sure. I think I saw something wrong. Okay, we might be adding a little bit more time on. I don't think we will because by the time Harry Kane's rolled over 30 times when the ball's hit his leg, you, you, you can take that time to, to, to look at a, a review. So I don't think we would be at any more time. But things like that, things like people cheating, people diving and all that, they, let's get rid of the clear and obvious and let's just have it. Yeah, that, that I think you made a mistake there. I, I don't know, Chris, because it was clear and obvious that so that was a sending off offence, but obviously yeah. not. A clear and obvious offside is pretty clear and obvious to, when you're sitting there. I was I was level with Barnes when he scored. He was not offside. Yeah, on VAR he was. How? But, but VAR are taking it, we know, VAR are taking it down to, like I said before, the fact that the player's, you know, got hard on and he's running ahead of him. They are t they are seeing more than we are seeing. <laughs> if you can see it from the side of the pitch, he must be excited. But do you know what I mean? But let's get it. Football, let's simplify things. Let's say it's for, it's for everything, but let's make the rules fit the, um, I mean, the, the driving, the drive, the look, I mean, Brad, let's come back to you on this one. You're 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 taking your driving test soon, and good luck with that. Cheers. You have your you have to obey the highway code, right? The rules of the highway code. That highway code is not the same highway code that I would have had to abide by when I took my driving test on years ago. Things yeah. have changed because motoring has changed. I'm sure the stopping distances have changed, but all that it has adapted. So, you know, should we not be saying, okay, we can't work with the rules as they are. Let's just rip the rule book up. It's too many rules. I think, was it Brian Clough once said it's a beautiful game ruined by rules or something? But yeah. let's make it where it's football. Yeah. If your foot yeah. is over the line, you're offside. Not if your fingernail is. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's over the line. Yeah, of course. And again, it, it's kind of saying that with the simplifying of the rules. You tweak them to... And I'm not saying you appease the fans of the games because the certain opinions that fans have on it, and I myself included, where it'd be like, well, that's just taking it to extremes. But... 
to give an example, it's just simplifying the rules and tweaking them to suit the game to get the best out of it. The quickest and simplest, right? First of all, I don't know how they do this, but you know how when we have goal line technology, right, it comes up that blue screen and you can see clearly if that ball is past that blue screen line or not, right? Okay. Can you not find a way, and maybe someone in the comments who works that sort of stuff or knows how that sort of technology works, can you, can you not tweak that technology, right, for offsides? So it's a blue block 3D line, and you can see if that Leicester player is actually in line or in front with Rashford, because if he's not, it's, everybody can see it, right? I'm going to support you on that, because I know that's a shock, everybody, but no, um, World, World Cup. In Qatar, yeah. Arsene Wenger brought the thing in, and I'm, I didn't understand it at the time. I was kind of we're only seeing this and this, and I, but it worked. It was innocent decision. He's in, he's off, he's on, he's yeah. off, whatever. Yeah. And it was only, yeah. as I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was only the player I think that was actually involved in the thing. So why is Veghorst who's in the end, he's not going to have an influence. He's not going to have an influence on that shot. He's too far away. Mm. So yeah. why is Faith being punished when he's over the other side of the bloody pitch? It's, it's you know, I forgot who the guy was. Is it Castagna that was um, in, in the title? Yeah. You know, those should be the two players. And then it should be the foot, surely. Well, again, that, that's something that I'll have to look at if they really want to amend the offside rule and then you work it in conjunction. But it is so, so simple and it is the term. And I'll use I'll try, I can't think of a clever one to use it, how we'd use it in football. But you have what's called an on-field decision. And they use it in rugby and, they, and, 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 and you see it in rugby. And that took a while. That Rugby fans will tell you if there's any out there, they were pissed when... TMS first came in or whatever it is it's called. Apologies, I'm getting the, the abbreviation um, wrong for it. But they despised it because it took an age. They were watching replays 75 times over. Now look at it. It's clean, cut, and it's done. And that's the advancement technology, check, tweaking the methods and using it as simplified, right? Because you don't need to look at a replay 75 times. If you look at it three times and go... No, I can't see a good enough reason to overturn your original decision. It's too close to call, so I'm not going to stay with the on-field decision. You're on the script. That's the AR sold in a nutshell. Because that Rashford goal, you look at it and go, it's too tight. You're official on the field as, as flag for offside. We're checking the VAR. No, I can't see enough in there to justify it being overturned. Stick with your original on-field decision, free kicking offside. Mm. Okay, fair enough. The Man U fans might not like it, and we'd all grumble and vice versa if it was Leicester, but we'd go, well, at least we're told. At least we're told that's why they've made that decision. And that's it. That's how you simplify and tweak a sport to, to suit the technology. Pace, straight to the point, and we all know where we stand. Is it do with LBW. Works with LBW, don't we? The MOL don't want to relinquish control, that they, they want to be in control of it. They want to decide who talks to the referees when. But, and but, I, but I, will, I will ask you this then, right? And this goes with the, the current level no, of officials. Sorry, just let Dave answer sorry, that. Sorry, sorry, I thought it was to me. I thought it was to me, sorry. Sorry, sorry, no, I just, sorry mate. No, no, it's all right. Sorry, Dave. Sorry. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> Is it a case? <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Is it a case that the PGMOL don't, they want complete control, that's our baby, yeah, we're, not, we're not, you know, 
we're deciding what it's done. We're not going to listen to you because you know nothing. Their game. Mm. Yeah, totally. Um, because why would they screw up so much and why wouldn't they listen? Um, you know, we said with LBW at cricket, benefit the doubt, if the ball's just nudging the stumps and it's given not out on the field of play, it's not out. If he's given out on the field of play and it nudges the stumps, he's out. That, to me, makes so much more sense. Um, and I don't know... I don't even know what the rules are, to be honest. I don't, clearly, the referees don't either. No, but they change them. I mean, we, we say Wolves score handball with his arm, and apparently because his shirt tucks down a bit further, it's OK. I mean, I, I was honestly, I don't... Obviously, keep note. I keep saying obviously. So I've been watching too many football interviews. I don't keep note <laughs> um, of the of the um, league <laughs> rules changes every year, mm. but I cannot remember so many changes happening for handball that make it handball again, like it's it is made now. Complicated, hasn't it? Yes, it has. Yeah, unnatural you know. position. How do you slide tackle with your arms behind your back? Yeah, how, how do you slide that? Well, this is what I was saying earlier about getting ex players doing it because they've been in it. You can yeah, say hello course. to Rich, he's a Man United fan. We mentioned him earlier and, and gave a shout out to his channel. Good evening, Rich. He says their yellow card is winning. Uh, I'll stick with you for this one, Dave. Can't believe that. If, if you well, all right, if I wouldn't be as annoyed if he got at least a yellow card. Oh, it was a it was a lot. A, Career-breaking tackle. I mean, yeah, forget yeah. forget what he went into. He he wasn't even looking at anything, apart from and he he was so cowardly he turned his back on it. I mean, it's, it's a terrible tackle. The intent is there now. Whether he pulled out is irrelevant to me. He's just lucky if he did because if he'd have gone right through it, that would have been it. Career over. But the fact is, he'll think he can do it again. Get away. He didn't even get booked. No Man United player got booked on Saturday. And yet, you know, what was it? Mendy was booked for the... I, I was cheering the tackle. And then a yellow card comes out. Yeah, it's like he got booked for doing well, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, what? I mean, there's a lot of questions need to be answered by somebody. Atwell particularly. And I, I don't know how they deal with it. Can I say, I'm just actually um, looking, I'm just looking at the, it was actually David Bust that got injured for Coventry and got his leg broken. Let me ask this question. First one to answer it gets gets a a, a Chris's bonus point. Who was the team they were playing when that happened? Yeah, Man United. Yes, Peter, Peter was in goal. I didn't even bother because I heard the answer from the man himself. He was already talking about it before you asked the question. As no. It was horrible. Absolutely yeah. horrible. But I mean, Brad, ask you the same question then, not that question. If it had been a yellow card, would we have at least said fair enough? There would have still been a debate. The, the thing is, I said it in the post match, didn't I, Chris? That I said the thing is, even if you're under the assumption, and even if you're a little bit red tinted with your glasses, or maybe you, you, you know, and, and fans will say all oh, blue tinted with yours, giving it a red. And I get that. That's part and parcel of being a fan. He, but even if at worst or at best you could say he gets a yellow card, it do, people think that's not good enough. And I get that. But it changes your mindset as a player. And it changes your mindset as a manager. If he gets, if he goes into that tackle and he gets a yellow card and somehow VAR doesn't upgrade it to a red, right, we're still going to be annoyed. 
but it changes his attitude towards the game. Because like Dave said, he gets away with it, he's going to do it again. He's going to do it again like anyone would. Like anyone would go away with it, would do it again. It's one of them natural instinct things that your brain tells you. You can get away with it, do it again. And the thing is, if he gets a yellow card, Ten Hag maybe takes him off. Doesn't want to risk a red coming with, with the games in, in coming up. He doesn't want to have him suspended for a game. He was at it all game, well, He had two well, yeah. yellows. He should have had two yellows at least. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you could argue that the foul on Madison was the yellow card worthy. Given yeah. if you if you're saying by some miracle that dope gets away with it, that dopey man in the middle lets him get away with it and, and says, "Oh well, it's his first challenge." Surely that one warranted. But that's a whole different debate. The point of the matter is in that in in that assumption, he gets the yellow card. It changes the complex of the game because he, you know, questions what he does next time. Maybe he doesn't go flying in on the next challenge. Maybe he doesn't leave a foot in to risk giving away a free kick. Maybe Ten Hag, like I said, changes not just the personnel but has to change shape because of it. Oh, well, if hands and butts, I understand that. And I'm not excusing the result and saying the outcome would have been any different. I'm just saying it impacts the game and it needs to be there to impact the game. And that's where the difference in going, sod the rules, that needs to be looked at like they should do. Because this is what I mean with the contradiction. The contradiction that I heard through my commentary was the commentator said, VAR have looked at it but they can't get involved because they don't see it as a red card offence. No, this is where the clear and obvious comes and goes, yeah, we're not sure if it's red or yellow, but it's definitely a card, come and look at it. And then the on-screen decision, as you will, gets given. This is this is just what the game needs, a wake-up call in how things are done. And it's had too many of them, I think. Yeah, I mean, it has, I mean how many years has it been in now? You know, I mean... Three, when you, four... When you look at other, there's just been no, it's not been getting any better. And so therefore it's not improving, is it? I mean, we surely, I mean, Dave, and I've said this before, but simplifying the rules has got to be one of the main things. But should the Premier League look at this and go, God, this is getting ridiculous now. We've got, we've produced this package, which is the Premier League. It's the best league in the world. Everybody wants to come and play here. We can sell this package for millions of pounds all over the world, and yet it is getting ruined by monkeys that don't know how to sort of officiate. Should yeah, they right. take it in house, and should they set up have their own referees and rules and VAR versions and what have you, and they look after it rather than this outside body who obviously can't handle it? Well, there's a few problems there, aren't there? One, where do you get the decent referees? Because We've been, seen so many mistakes over the last few but weeks. Ex-players, like Garth well, Brooks said, how many you know of these players? Been, yeah, actually, yeah. How many of these referees have actually ever played the game? Well, that's been talked about for years, hasn't it? And would a player want to go and get the abuse he used to give a referee? That's the if other thing. If the money's right, and it's yeah. certainly certainly not a Wayne Rooney, I grant you, or or, or a, you know a Gary Neville, or, or at that level, but certainly at a Watchdale, Cheltenham Town, Torquay level. Those ex-players, I'm sure. And then what do you do? Do you just change the rules for the Premier League or the Football League? You can change it throughout. Well, you should. You should, but at the moment... But you've you got a Mickey, Mickey Mouse FA Cup situation where you have VAR if the Premier League at home, but not if the Premier League team's yeah. playing at South End or something. Yeah, and that's something, that's... again, that's simple. Just don't have it in that competition or loan it to these yeah. companies, mm, yeah. these companies, these clubs. 
uh, and let them have it. So it's there throughout. It, it's, it shouldn't it's, be a big deal. It's an excellent point. Um, but we're talking, let's say, EPL. We're not talking Caribou Cup. We're not talking FA yeah. Cup. We're talking EPL. And like, like Brad's just said, if, it, if it's an FA Cup, scrap it all together. But mm. it's the... the <laughs> The FA Cup brings glory, brings Europe, etc. But it's the EPL that brings the money in. And, you know, it, it's just... I mean, everybody said... When we had COVID, everybody was saying, oh, it's all about the fans. We need the fans back, blah, blah, blah. And Listen yet, the fans thing. come back and they don't give a shit about us. Mm-hmm. So what do you do about... If you change the rules, then, do you change the whole lot? Or yeah, do you just you, change the ones you, that you suit? Do you change no, you, the diving? Do you, do you get people booked for, for feigning injuries? Just sim- That's our just biggest sim- argument. Yeah. No, what you do is you set fire to the VAR rule book and you make it, and I'm saying this tongue in cheek, but you basically make the rules as if it's a book of, of, of that famous series where you go VAR for dummies. You literally totally simplify alien. the rules. You stop all this in conjunction with rule 3.7 and in conjunction with this, if it, however, it, no, simplify VAR and its enforcement on the game. You know, cut out the carbs, give VAR a crash diet with its rule book. Okay, so you know, I'm give, playing on the rec on Saturday. You know what I mean? It's just simple. I play to different rules on a Saturday on the rec than they do on the Premier League on a Sunday or on a yeah, Monday. Yeah, does it matter? No, it because becomes a totally different game. On a Sunday morning on the rec, they're hung over anyway. Like I say, like Brad said, I, I can't believe I'm agreeing with him again here. But yeah, yeah simplify it. Simplify it. Rip the rule book up. Start from scratch. If it's Why not do that for the whole game of football? Well, you, you won't be able to do it in the Premier League anyway because UEFA won't allow yeah. it and FIFA won't allow I it. Mean, shit. Yeah. Well, what, I mean, what? the thing is as well, you could do it for all the rules, couldn't you? Yeah, because man. you're only going to re- you're only going to just reintegrate some of the obvious ones. It's not like we're, we're changing the dynamic dynamics of football. You're just saying, a thro- you know, you're not going to suddenly go. Actually, a throw in. We're going to make it so you have to bounce the ball six times, juggle it on your feet, and then throw it. No, you're not going to you're not going to suddenly change basic rules that you need in football. They're going to get kept. It's just again tweaking it to suit it. But they uh, never listen be, to the people no. that matter in sport, which is us fans. And there'll be no such thing as accidental handball or accidental foul. It'll all be a handball or a foul. And yeah, if, you handball it, if you handball it in the box, it's a penalty. Tough shit. Yeah, it, it's yeah basically. It yeah. is simplified. Yeah, anything from the shoulder armpit down is your arm. That is handball. Well, actually, yeah, Chris, you where's, your, where's your shirt go to on your arm? Just above the elbow. Yeah, that's it. There you go. What Anything I'm saying is, that, no, but I could, I could get, I could get the people Adidas that made this that just had another yeah. couple of inches on. This was my argument <laughs> when what's his face scored for Wolves. You know, I mean, yeah, but, could... but what I'm, what I'm saying is, is let's simplify the rules. It doesn't matter where it hits, if it hits, but yeah. you need an ex-player to be sat there behind the VAR screen saying that he couldn't have avoided that. That's, his hand wasn't yeah. in an unnatural position because when you jump ah, to the ball, okay. that's where your hand goes. Yeah, yeah, I if get it's I off, that. Sorry, Let me just finish. Sorry. If it's offside, it's offside. None of this, well, it was yeah, on yeah. this, it was in this passage of play or it was on that passage of play or the guy was on the bog having a shit and so he can't be <laughs> included in the play. If it's offside, it's offside. If it's his foot, he's at foot. Simplify it. That is simple. If a player dives and you can see straight away and you know what a dive is, 
you can see if there's contact or not. Then, yeah, it goes, it goes, um, it, it, you know, he's pulled up and given a red card for diving. Grealish, he's tackled near the centre circle, he falls over in the box, cheating. You can see that straight away. VAR should get involved in that. It's all about, Brad, is it not simplifying things? Yeah, cutting back its workload. Like I said, give it a crash diet. You don't need VAR for absolutely everything. You need it to, to be what it is and stop having contradicting rules. Like I said, how can you say VAR is there for, to clear, for clear and obvious, but then say it can't step in on a clear and obvious decision like Sabitzer getting a card? Regardless of whether you think it's yellow or card he should go for, that's up to the people in the poll. You're allowed your opinion and we all respect it on it. Um, but if you know that's a card, then tell the referee. You've missed something here. You need to go and look at this and decide what card it is. We're not going to su suggest the card colour. We're just telling you this incident needs looking at. Bang. Right? And i tell you what, for those that are thinking, oh, they're making it out like it's simple... Well, it is, because even cricket and tennis, they have them little buy rules, right? For instance, right, if you take your hand off the bat and it hits your glove, right, and it gets caught, you're not out because you have to have connection with your bat, right? You can hit your glove as long as you're in connection with your bat and you get caught, you're out. They even simplify the little add-ons. So with your offside, just simplify the little justifications or the handballs with the arm against the shoulder. So if you want to say, oh, well, he's got his arm tucked in and he's sitting there, it's not a penalty. But if it's there, it's a penalty. Then it's simple. You understand the difference. Not a penalty, penalty. Consistency. That's all you need in a game. Consistency, simplicity, and and, and, and VAR works. Like every other sport where the, where the percentage went from absolutely hating getting out of our sport to actually don't mind it, it actually benefits the game. And then like, that 5% that liked VAR at the start and the 95 of us that hate it almost flips because it's flipped in every other sport. You're going to ask any other sport person out, fan of every other sport that's got it, you might find the 5% that still don't like it and still don't like it because they're old and stuck in that, their old-fashioned ways, which I appreciate. Or they're going, you know what? Didn't like it. It took a few years, but now it's part of the game. We make the most of it. And we would get there as footballing fans. We would get there. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I love right. this that Doug has just said. Uh, VAR is like waiting for your wife to get ready. It always takes a little bit too long, but when you see her and she looks beautiful, you just get on with it. Of course, the other thing is if when you see her and she doesn't look beautiful, you keep your mouth shut. Um, <laughs> to play devil's advocate, VAR decision, Stuart Atwell is a twat. But I want to ask you this, and I did say right at the start, Dave, do you, you watch, do you say rugby? Yeah, well, cricket, I... I'm a cricketer mainly, but rugby I do watch occasionally. Yeah. I love this show, Dave. I've always said you're my favourite. <laughs> well, I'll come to Brad on cricket, but I'll stick. First of all, I'll come to you on rugby. It works, seems to work in rugby. I mean, I've mm -hmm. seen, again, I'm not a usual rugby fan, so I'm not going to claim any knowledge of this, but I can see that referee. And the first thing, let me just say, that we need to sort out is that the rugby players have respect for the referees. Something football players don't have. James Madison, I must admit, went up to the referee and was arguing. He was entitled to. He was the captain. None of this 10, 8, 9 players surrounding him. The captain goes up and argues with him. I thought that was they were the rules, but who knows? Well, he actually sent somebody away, didn't he? But they do have that respect, the rugby players. 
Well, they do. How does but... it work in rugby? Because I say I've I've seen it online, and you can hear the conversations and yeah. etc. And then we'll come to Brad and talk cricket. But how does I think it work? The, I think the conversation rugby? makes a big difference. The fact that you can hear what's going on. I think with VAR, I mean, twice I think we've been waiting for five minutes for a decision. Uh, I think Barnes's was about that long, and then certainly Brighton away, they should have had that goal because that was ridiculous time. Nobody knew whether it was offside or not or what it was. Um, but in rugby, yeah, I mean, they don't always get it right. Don't be fooled into that because there are times when it's a grey area. But it's always we cannot see a reason to overturn your on-field decision. And that's mm -hmm. cricket as well. Mm. Um, but you're saying that they don't always get it right. No. They don't. Uh, but if they are getting it, what, let's say 70, 80% right, well, you kind of yeah. go, yeah, because yeah. things are huge. But we're not yeah. even getting that in, in, in the Premier League, are but we? But if, if there's a doubt, Chris, this is the difference. If there's a doubt, then they don't give anything. So if if there's a doubt whether the guy's foot's over the line or whether it's not, they, they say just go with the referee, you know, or something like that. And that's mm. what football doesn't do because they make the doubt. They actually make it what they want it to be. Because mm -hmm. I cannot not forget the two that influenced us, but other decisions as well you've seen where somebody's nose is, is playing him on side or something like mm. that. You, you know, I mean... It's ridiculous, but it if there's is, a doubt, benefit the doubt all the time. It seems it seems fair, Brad. How does it work? Because again, I'm not a huge cricket follower, but I seem to I've bits of cricket I watch, which is like you know the England 2020s and all you know the quick games, not those that sort of go on for three weeks. <laughs> Somebody stays at the crease for five hours, but oh, you seem God. to make these decisions are made and. It, you can hear what's going on, and it's done very, very quickly. And the basically yeah. the, the 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 VAR, whatever they call it, has a say, Brad, over the on on field umpire. It, yeah, it does, and it work. And again, because they work the rules with the officials, so they work in tandem together. It wasn't perfect, but I tell you what else the, the, this this fix and, and and it's the same in cricket. Not every decision is a hundred percent correct. There's always going to be divided opinion to the minority, especially when it's like umpires' decision in cricket. When that's given, it's like uh, don't know. But that's again, they tweaked it, they changed it, they simplified it. That open communication is something that they must be terrified of because they don't understand. They think it's going to backlash it. But you ask anybody, what's the biggest reason now that you've changed your mind? Why have you suddenly gone from hate technology, get it out of our sports, to actually it betters the game? And they will say, because we can see and hear what's going on. And I'll tell you what else it does. Cricketers, and, and I'm sure Dave will say this about rugby players and any other sport that's involved with technology, will tell you, i tell you what it does stop. It stops the crowding of an umpire. I remember... Any big cricket fan will know this, especially the fan of the Ashes. Ricky Ponting went yeah. apoplectic at a decision when it was originally hotspot and not a snickometer that made it a lot clearer. When it was the old technology that, that they had to advance to make it better and more refined. This is when cricket was getting a bit dodgy with a thing called hotspot. And some people would say, well, they oil the battle, so it doesn't always show. Anyway, Ricky Ponting went apoplectic, got right in the umpire's face. Players cried around him. They got fined. He got the biggest fine because he was a captain. 
he didn't just get fined for that. He got a, a hefty fee of his match day um, fine because it was like, you're the captain. Grow up and control your players. Now these decisions are looked at with officials properly and we can hear the communications. You very, 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 very rarely see an incident where the players are unhappy to the point that they go, what are you doing? That's wrong. That's crazy. That's ludicrous. Because they're always improving for the benefit of the game. And that's why fans appreciate it and take it in as part of the sport now. And if we do that, do you know what you stop? You stop. You you improve upon stopping play acting. You stop crowding round, and you get respectful officials. Because sometimes, and I will give this to officials here, right? Sometimes you may feel right if you went to work every day, and every day you went there, right? The same people that were doing the same, you know, were out there doing a different job in a different department, kept coming over and slagging you off for how you're doing your job, but then didn't, didn't let you slag off their work. Right, you you get fed up. You'd stop giving a hundred percent. You'd stop trying to do the rules. But you know, you just get bored and not want to do it. You get miserable. Well, how do you think these referees feel if they're mic'd up? <laughs> I know rugby's a more respectable game with how they've always been with that, and I'm not disagreeing with that. But with, with, with worry of fines and worry of repercussions, i.e., being a ref mic'd up, respection comes their way, and then maybe they feel they can improve because they want to improve. They want to better the game. Cricket officials haven't got any better. They've just got the benefit of technology to help them improve. That's how you technically make them look better because you're not getting howling decisions. They get a tick next to their name if they're justified with their decision. They get recommended for big tests like the Ashes and, and Australia. And if you do that, not so much a financial benefit like that Man United tweet said, but he's on the right lines. If you do that, then all of a sudden, they really think their decision through and you're getting things going, you know what, great call. Because umpire's call said it wasn't our fair play. You got this spot on. Let's get on with the game. A chance will come our way. If you apply that with football, the way we've said tonight, it will work. I'm guaranteeing you it will work. It's also interesting, you know, Brad, that at school and, and youth, youth cricket, you're taught the umpire's decision is final. At yeah. football, you're never taught the referee's decision is final. No. No, Even and, and I would imagine kids now are told to chat to the ref or you know keep at it even at a young age, mm. and that's where yeah. it starts to go wrong. Yes, I, I must admit I, that's a very good point, uh, Dave. Um, I I I wasn't a, I, I got up to level one uh, football coach, which is basically as I always said, it's an enthusiastic dad stage. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> as being as being a coach, it's funny when it comes to actually helping out, all the parents come along to watch their kid and they've all got opinions. But when you ask one of them to be a linesman, yeah. they suddenly they disappear into the bogs or whatever. But they are the ones that are shouting and screaming on the side. I I had abuse off a guy who was going at me for not giving an offside. And I said, in my opinion, it wasn't. And he was having a real go at me. And he was the father of one of my son's mates that was playing on the same team as I was helping to coach. And he was having a, and I'm like, back off, mate. Just back off, you know. Uh, and that the parents don't set good examples. Very, no. very quickly, just want to ask you this, Mike, because um, when we see things like, oh, should they be oh. red carded for diving and all that? Um, did I say Mike? Sorry. It's Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Mark with the point. I think it's going to be a Mike with the point here. 
<laughs> Hello, Mike, Mike. Just ask the question. Sorry, <laughs> possibly uh, a sin bin might work. Yeah, possibly. Works possibly, in rugby. Or you just. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I've done it again. I've done it again. I didn't think. Because no, you, <laughs> you said Mike, you threw me off. Are you asked this? <laughs> well, where's Mike? I don't know. Speak <laughs> into one and find out. Mike's there. Actually, he's just picking my voice up. Yeah. Um, might work. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think it's quite a quite a good idea because again, okay, we're not going down the point of saying, right, well, every game's going to be, you know, looked at and and we'll put a red card in place because you dived or or yellow card, whatever, retrospectively. But on the match itself, you can say, oh, five minutes ago we did this. I've had a look at it a bit. Ten minutes in the sin bin. The managers will yeah. soon get fed up then with diving sure and cheating for losing the players. Years ago, wasn't it? There was definite chat about doing this a long time ago. Mm. Uh, and for some reason, they decided it wouldn't work. But, yeah, yeah. why not? What, what do they do? I can't remember. Is it 10, 10 minutes? 15 minutes in the sin bin? Well, 10 minutes is enough, you know. Yeah. Because, let's be honest with you, players can be off that long injured, can't they? Or they could have been rolling around the floor for, for five minutes. And then the, Can you imagine the, the time his magic sponge and what have you? Imagine the time wasting for the side that's got 10 men. How would you deal with that? And the injuries... Stop the clock. Happened, and then somebody had Stop died. the clock. Yeah, don't, well, that's, that, that, that's another argument. one. Yeah. 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 That's another one. I don't know if you want to do a whole another show on that one, Chris, but I'd love to discuss it. The simplicity, again, comes into mind. Stop the clock. Let's let's scrap injury time. Let's let's use the rugby yep. one. Yeah. Okay. Because the only time you're going to waste it then is boosting out of play, knowing you've won the game. People might look at that and go, "Well, that's not fair." At least you got to see ninety minutes of your sport being played. Who, what was it, Jose Mourinho, who said that? I can't remember the exact quote, but it was basically saying that fans are paying sixty plus pounds to see sixty minutes. They're paying a pound a minute. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, Look, I mean, okay, like I said earlier, World Cup, we have the, what, looking back on it, and we don't always appreciate it at the time, but looking back on it, Arsene Wenger, as a manager, as somebody that has been involved in, you know, managing a team, running a football club, etc., came up with this thing for offsides, which seemed to work. Managers, I mean, games, we, we were laughing because there was 11, 12 minutes of... Um, Injury time, as Donatello would say, uh, and but that was because it was being wasted. I'll come to you on that one, Brad. Sorry, you know that's because yeah. it's being wasted, and you know, yes, you you pay for ninety minutes. I don't want to. I don't want to see. You know, I mean, all that celebrations by Brazil. You know, I mean, they, they had three celebrations, didn't they? They did. The, they did the come dancing. They they did the you know thing to the crowd, and then with the manager. I don't want. I yeah. don't, I'm not watching. I don't want to watch that. I want to watch football. Yeah, and you know exactly what stops that. And people might say, "Oh, we're taking things from other sports." Yeah, obviously that's why we're late with the technology call. We have to take it from other sports. Somehow, football still, like I said, acts as if it's the only sport that does it and looks at it like this. Like what sports? What sports? They don't use it. But this is what you need. You need a stopwatch, and you need to you need to see a goal go in. And I would, if I was a referee, and people might say this in a laugh, but I would literally go, "Stop it, lads!" Just so you know, you, you want to do the Congo, do the Congo. You want to play limbo? That's fine. I'll stop the clock at thirty-two minutes. We walk off this pitch at forty-five. I won't restart it until my whistle blows again. So do what you like. 
Yeah. Yeah. Do, go do we stop yeah. the taking the ball into the corner flag? No, that, that is contraband. That that's 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 convenience of a means of, of management of how yeah, the no, management. I'm, I'm, I don't think we should, but I'm just asking you know yeah. the question, you know. I think yeah. probably, you're not going to eliminate every issue that everybody has with the sport. They don't do it in any other sport. It's, it's physically impossible. Mm. Um, because then what are you going to do? You're going to go back to doing the complete opposite of what we're asking, which is you'd complicate the rules. You know, what are you going to do? Book somebody for spending more than 10 seconds yeah, in the corner? You can't do it. There's obvious time wasting and there's, you know, it's technically yeah. the ball's in yeah. play, isn't it? Um, I mean, did I don't know whether this was true or not, uh, Dave. You might want to sort of correct me. Uh, but during the World Cup, didn't the oh. stoppage time get less and less as we went deeper into the World Cup? Oh, and it was being realised exactly what was happening. Yeah, yeah. I thought they just got fed up with doing it. And, you know, nobody could get home. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, with it... If it had, it would have to have a clock that stops that people can see, because you can guarantee every first half there's one minute extra time, injury time. The second half is six, seven, eight, and I've timed some of these. I know it's sad, but I have. And <laughs> At least you're admitting it's sad, mate. And we've had three, we've had injuries and things for three minutes in the first half, and there's been one minute added on. In the second half, we've probably had the same, and there's been six minutes added on. Now, okay, they're yeah. supposed to add on for substitutions and stuff like that. So and why do the discussing. managers bring three players on in the 92nd minute to waste time, as the commentator said? It just doesn't make any sense at all to me. Yeah, and that, and that baffles me as well, just to add yeah. on to that point. Just literally, I promise you, Chris, this will be quickly, is they'll happily play over that stoppage time and then justify it by saying, well, we only saw four, four minutes of the six added on, so that's why we played for 98 minutes. Why don't you do that for the game? Mm. It's, you know what I mean? 100% again, a good point from Dave. He's making a few of them today, isn't he? You know. I know, there must be something in the water where he is. Yeah, we won't get any more now for the rest of the, the month. Team, mate. <laughs> He's putting them all into one show. I'm um, fighting for my contract. <laughs> It, 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 it is a questionable because you do think, oh, you look at it and you go, where the hell has six minutes come from sometimes? And you look oh. back and you think, like, well, that goalkeeper was down for 10 minutes because he was concussed and what have you. Yes, it should be added. It should be added on at the end of that half, not at the end of the next half or whatever. Yeah. And we see the referees, you know, pointing at his watch and what have you. Yeah. I don't know whether a clock would, would help matters or not, but... You know, we know that there's going to be so many minutes added on because they hold the board up. We just want them to get that right, you know. There must be a reason because they don't actually count the extra time minutes, do they? They stop at 90 minutes on the clock on the boards. So mm. it doesn't go on until, say, 96 minutes. So you have to make mm. up or guess because it's a minimum of six minutes or something like that. Um, <laughs> thank you very much. Certainly not at uh, any, any um, bars or anything. I, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Um, and I don't understand why we... What? <laughs> I can't spell, I know. I tried to do it quickly. 
Uh, uh, I'll tell you what, Dave, if you're going about Boundary, how do you feel about Lilch being changed, isn't it? We are no longer going to have Lilch with the totally tropical taste. Uh, so you Bounty and your Lilch have gone. The world's gone mad. You see they've changed all the Royal Dahl model uh, books now. Oh, no, no, that, that, that's no, no, we need a, we need like a five hour show to discuss how the world's changing. <laughs> I that's, didn't hear what was said, sorry guys. All about Royal Doll books being oh, yeah. monetized yeah, and changed because it's offensive to have him. I, I, can, I, can, I can go back to Eni Blyton, but uh, just good news on is, this point, good news is I'm not fat anymore, I'm large. <laughs> Well, that's another show. That's yeah. another show. James um, and the Anorexic Peach. To end, it, to end it quickly oh. before we go off on one, um, Brad, do we need changes? Yes, yes. or no? Yes. Yes. Dave, do we need changes? Yes or no? Well, interestingly enough. Oh, oh, we go. Go. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him with you, Chris. I'm going to kill him with you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to kill him with you in a minute. I'll go yes, out. yes. Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, yes. and fine. again, another yes or no. Uh, oh, no, it's not a yes or no. Let's have a look. I nearly forgot then. Let's just see where the poll has finished. Um, in, in Ireland. Sorry, that, that's out of content. So I'm, only, I'm going on wordplay. I'm going on wordplay. Don't I've just ended the poll and it hasn't shown me what it is. Can anybody see that on theirs? No, I'm on the phone, mate. I can't. I yeah, don't. Why the I hell did it? Load up your YouTube channel on the... I have. I've now I've got my yeah. YouTube channel loaded up on another screen. The trouble is with these polls, it depends who votes on them, doesn't it? Oh, well, of course it is. Of course yeah, it is. Yeah, of course. And you're never Before you start, it. we're not going to talk Brexit. I think it was 19% <laughs> said nothing should have happened. Well, but, Brad, your vote, nothing should have happened. It should have been spoken to, yellow card or red card. For me personally, yes. I know he didn't mean to hurt him, but it's a red card offence. The red card. Dave? Straight Mike, red. Mike, whatever you're called. Straight red. Straight red. That Well, I think we, we, we've, we've decided on that, whatever anybody's voted for. And I can't believe that they've not actually... Oh, here we go. It's finally come up. It's finally come up. Um, yellow card, 50%. <laughs> Fair point. Red card, 31. Nothing, 18. And spoken to by the ref, 0%. That 18% that voted for nothing, you don't even think that he should have had a word from the referee just saying to calm it down? No, it was a bit of family in the chat. I think Rich has clicked his button a few times there, hasn't not, he? <laughs> not, not Neville's voted on that one, have they? Oh, God, don't start me on him. Guys, thank you so very much for coming in. We could still, we've been at it an hour and a half. We could still be talking in another hour and a half's time, especially if we let Dave off the loop. Can I just ask a question, which is totally... No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Dave, just very quickly show uh, shout out where people can find you yeah, and sorry, your prog rock show. Surreyhillsradio.co.uk, internet radio anywhere in the world. Prog Rock Show is first Saturday in March, I think at six o'clock. We you. look forward to catching up on that. Are you playing any yes yet? Who's that bloody Nanita they're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so, That's not John, um, it's not John, is it? 
I've no idea. Look, you got to start playing some yes on that, and I will be. Oh, I, I have. Be you, missed, you missed the last one. There was plenty of that, mate. Well, you told me there was no yes. You said I no. I lied. I asked you. Oh, I thought you said, can you be a guest? <laughs> Quite possibly. Well, you, if you've had a few uh, vinos, then who knows? <laughs> hey, thank you so very much for Good, coming on. Nice to see you guys. I appreciate it as nice always. See you, see you next Monday. Good Take luck, care, Bye bye. Yeah, see bye ya. Bye. Brad, you've got your own channel. Um, Cousin John, apparently, Dave. It's Cousin John, if that makes any sense. Wow. They're all cousins in Nuneaton, though, aren't they? Well, <laughs> I didn't want to get involved in that. I used to live in the area that used to fight and it was very unfair with the six toes. And the I, six I, I just, I, I had heard a rumour that the actual marriage guidance service in Nuneaton yeah. was called Related. Well, probably. I was originally born in Bedworth. Um, but I lived most of my early life in, in, in Hinkley. So I, you know, that Hinkley and weird sort of rivalry we sort of have. I don't, I didn't really understand it, but yeah, I, I won't say much about Nuneaton's. No. Where can people find you? Tell us that. Um, they can find me on YouTube at Top 10 Battles. We've got an episode coming out Thursday at half past seven. It's Battle of the Exes episode five, I believe. We're doing a Leeds versus Southampton um combined outfield 10 so give us a check out there social medias on twitter is at full time focus which is all one word there's no hyphen in between the full full and time uh and you can find me on facebook under my name i guess and if you really love listen to me if you've hit subscribe turn the notification bell on and hit the like button on this video uh not necessarily well, and on this channel obviously you'll find me here you will well, more often than not. And Brad's links are in the description below on YouTube as well. Um, thanks to you. Um, apparently, Banana banana Man or Banana in Pyjamas. Cousin John Hinckley, lad, me now. Now living in Oldham. Oh, well, so you think it couldn't get any worse? Um, <laughs> don't forget, tomorrow night. Look, I can't believe I've got this guy on. What timing? And he's agreed to come on so quickly as well. Tomorrow night, nine o'clock. I was going to have a night off. Tuesdays are my night offs now for the, but apart from next week when it's the FA Cup, of course. But I can't not get this guy on with everything that's gone on. Tomorrow night, nine o'clock on this channel, we will be speaking to Keith Hackett. He was a FIFA referee. He has uh, officiated in the Olympics. He has officiated in uh, the European Championships. Uh, he was, for the first couple of years of the Premier League, he was officiating. And then he went on to become the well, chairman, I guess, is, is his thing, of the uh, PGMOL. Do you know what that sounds? Professional... Well, I say professionals, they're wrong with the first letter, aren't they? But it's the it's the referee's governing body. So uh, he is going to be on here tomorrow night at nine. Join with your questions. I'm sure you all have loads for him. I'm going to have loads for him anyway. Um, so be there or be square, as they say. Um, <laughs> hold on, the Venice of the North. <laughs> oh, yes, I live not far from there. Oh, Brad doesn't live far from there either. He, no, he, knows. he knows. Brad, all the best, mate. Thank you so very, very much. I will see you back here on. Uh, are you free? I don't know if you're free on Thursday for the preview again. 
Um, what what time? Nine o'clock it will be. Yeah, yeah, I'll be fine for that. That's yeah, my show will be wrapped up and finished before then, so I can yeah, do yeah. that. And Craig's back the following week, so you can have a rest. So I will yeah. see you. I want his wages though. <laughs> yeah, you put you on double time. Uh, we'll have an Arsenal fan on. I've just got to find a decent one. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, we, we might have to wait till next season though. Mate, thanks very much. Take care, buddy. I'll see you on Thursday. All the best. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Bye. Do check Brad out. Like I say, his details are below. And do check Dave out as well with his prog rock. Uh, he used to do the breakfast show on Surrey Hills Radio. Uh, he's now, I can say, doing uh, the uh, the prog rock show. Great guy. Great guy. Even if he doesn't, even if he should have been a politician because he doesn't like answering questions. <laughs> Anybody like him? <laughs> really, I've got to love him. But this coming up next on Leicester Till I Die TV. Indeed, tomorrow night, like I say, the conversation one to one with Keith Hackett. Really looking forward to that, as I just mentioned. And then on Wednesday, when you think it can't get any better, it suddenly does. The conversation with Stan Collymore, the one that got away, the one that got away from us. What, um, and, oh, looking forward to that conversation. Also, of course, uh, a big advocate of um, depression uh, in men and sorting it out. I've gone through that as well, and he's gone through that. So hopefully we can uh, we can discuss that as well. And then coming up in the not-too-distant future, TV presenter and talk sport radio host, Paul Ross, brother of Jonathan. I bet he hates that, and I don't blame him. He will be joining us as well. Big West Ham fan. They're in the doo-doos, aren't they? And we have got a special membership coming up. Well, we haven't got it coming up. It's up. $1.99 a month. Show your support for Leicester Till I Die. Down below, press the uh, join button. Uh, you get all the benefits of being a member. We did have bronze, silver, and gold, but we're in a not officially, but we were in a, we're in a recession as near as damn it. So I basically we pulled it all down into one and charging the 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 bronze fox price. So one ninety nine now. It's just one one membership rate across the whole board. Um, this argument is going to be going on and on and on. It will certainly be going on and on and on tomorrow at nine o'clock with Keith Hackett. Uh, don't miss that. Uh, thank you for everybody that's watched, everybody that's been in the chat. Really do appreciate it. Please take care, um, and thank you, like I say, Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and Twitch. And if you have been listening to us on the podcast on Catch Up, thank you so very much, as I always say, for lending me your ears. Here's Arnie. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You'd better like them too, or I'll be back. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time.
It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.